Welcome to episode seven of the Church Tech and Leadership Podcast. So glad you decided to join us today. Uh, our goal is to help you create quality experiences that help people engage with Jesus. Um, if this helps you out, if you would share it and leave us a rating and review, that helps us out and helps the content to go further and help more churches. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Esslinger, and I am once again joined by Ian Springer and Will Scott. How's it going, guys? Great. Fantastic. Sweet. Uh, so today we are talking about personality profiles. Such a technical thing to discuss, isn't it? So technical. Hardcore. <laughs> uh, cool. So um, I'm sure you're wondering why why we would decide to talk about this. So um, so let's just dive into why why do these things matter? Why does it matter that we know um, ourselves, and why does it matter that we know the people we work with? Yeah, Chris, personality profiles are, they're, they're tools in your toolbox. So I think of them like, okay, I'm going to, where I know we're not talking about technical things, but I'm going to bring the technical in because I understand it. Like it's, it's like having the right tool for the, for the job or, you know, being able to use the right compressor settings for your vocal versus your drum kit or something like that. Um, they're things that really help you do what you're, whatever you're trying to accomplish. So this in this case these are interpersonal skills and how you connect with people and get to know them and the more that you understand each other the better you're going to be able to work as a team uh, especially if you're leading well if especially if you're working with staff members and volunteers and uh, you just you have those relationships but one one big part and this is this is something i discovered for myself was the uh, the value of learning not just about your team, but learning about yourself. Um, because it's, it's almost like some, I feel like a lot of us get caught up in life and we get so busy. We don't take time to discover ourselves or learn about ourselves. And we just kind of push it aside. But the nice thing about these personality profiles is you can discover some nuances uh, in yourself. And we're, we're going to get into some of the different profiles and talk about them later. But I know one thing like the Enneagram, that's the most recent one that I've been digging into there are like indicators for me that tell me uh, like this this is the sign of a, a healthy version of that number or an unhealthy or an, or an average and occasionally I catch myself realizing oh I'm I, I'm, I'm starting to exhibit some of these traits that I really uh, yeah I don't I don't, don't want to do that I don't want to be that version of myself I want to be the best best version of myself that I can and, uh, and it's, it's really now that I know about those things, I, it's kind of like a red flag or an indicator for me that says, Hey, you know, you're, you're kind of heading this direction and it kind of allows me to downshift a little bit and like, okay, I'm going to take a step back, slow down, figure out what's going on. You know, what are, what are my emotions telling me? What, you know, why am I, why am I acting like this or kind of exhibiting these, these traits? And the same is true of, of your team. If you get to know them and understand their strengths and weaknesses or, you know, the, and there's, there's a lot to learn. Like you could, there, there are people who do nothing but study this stuff. I mean, there's, you could so much to learn um, about all of these different uh, personality profiles that we're going to get into later, but it's, it, it helps you work as a team and it helps you uh, know yourself better. Yeah. Sure. I know for me, I've, uh, there's been times where I found myself getting frustrated about things. Mm. Um, and I would kind of go, okay, this isn't a big deal. Why, why am I emotionally frustrated about it? And so for me as a, as an Enneagram type seven, it was because whatever, whatever the situation was, it was limiting 
uh, I felt like it was limiting either my creativity or um, just what I could do in general. And, and so um, I had to step back and go, wait a second, I'm just getting frustrated because I'm feeling limited here and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and that's, that's another huge part of it is um, like there are some, a lot of these personality profiles have like, Hey, these are ways that you can improve yourself or that like, that you can, like, if you find yourself heading towards these, uh, like these indicators that's like, Hey, I'm getting frustrated. Well, there's little exercises that you can do like, okay. So as a, as a one, I'm a, you know, Enneagram type one, a perfectionist. It's a problem. I know no, it's not, it's just, it's just who I am. Um, but one of the things like, okay, ones need to spend time with sevens who are the like, Hey, let's go out and have fun. Let's go and just experience things as they are. And it kind of, it's like, that's good because it forces you out of your comfort zone and it, it helps you to kind of, uh, you know, be more present, uh, as a person where you are, I think. And there, I, I think the, the other profiles that we're going to dig into today include other ways that you can develop yourself and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, work through some of the challenges that come with your personality type. Yeah. And so when you, when you expand that out to, you know, now you know who you are and how you think, um, but uh, then getting to know your team and and what their personality types are and how they think, um, it, I found that it helps me to to better lead people. Um, if I know um, how somebody's brain works or what time they best work or um, just kind of the lens that they see the world through, it's a lot easier for me to know the best way to effectively communicate with them, the best way to effectively influence them to... Um, to want to be a part of what's going on. Um, and I think that's a huge deal. I mean, we, we so often are looking for more people on the team, but, um, I think a big piece of, of having effective teams long term is knowing how to lead them well. And I think this is really a key piece in, in understanding how to lead other people, um, is knowing, you know, who you're talking to at a given moment more than just their name, but knowing how, how their brain works or at least enough of it to, uh, to be able to communicate with them in a way that they're going to respond well to. Right. Cause if it, you know, it's a dangerous trap to fall into. If you always try to communicate and lead people the way you yourself like to be led, like, like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm very data driven. I'm very process driven. So I, you know, I want to see like when you go watch an Apple keynote, you know, I get frustrated that there's not enough data and numbers. There's just pretty graphs saying, oh, it's it's better, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and so to me, you know, I I'll, I could get up and, and talk to guys on a team and I'd talk about all the data behind all the things that we're, you know, we're doing and that kind of stuff. And to the people that think like me, that's really going to appeal to them. But for the people that are like, we just want things that are that are fun and cool. You know, we what's what's the big picture that you're you know your visionary people or your people that are like just you know just tell me what I need to get done or whatever. Um, that's going to really turn them off. And then you end up in in a in a state that's not so great where you just have an, a team of people that all think like you. And it's important to have people with different kind of personalities to be as a, as effective as you can be, because how, how, however it is that your brain works, there's strengths and weaknesses that come with that. 
And if you have a team of people who all respect each other for how their uh, brain works differently, um, you can um, support other people in their weaknesses and um, lead in the areas that you're strong. And it, it makes your team more effective and more resilient overall. Yeah. Yeah. I have found, you know, many times in leading teams that, um, that other people, uh, really bring a lot to the table that I don't have to offer. And if they all thought like me, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times, um, uh, I think the, the expression is collaboration breeds success. Um, when you have lots of different personality types and different people, looking at a problem together as a team, like it, as opposed to the same, like you, if it's like kind of thinking outside the box. Um, but like if everybody's thinking inside their own box, then you're thinking outside of the box because each person has a different part of the box, if that makes sense. Okay. That's, that's kind of a very poor analogy, but it's, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different insight that other people can bring. And I think Ian, you really hit the point home with, if you're just working with everybody who's this, like if you're all the same uh, personality type or you're all kind of have the same way of thinking, then you're all going to see things the same way and, and respond to things very similarly, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's really um, important to to understand that um, that conflict is valuable. Um, mm. Healthy conflict is a good thing. Um, within teams, uh, you really want to be able to discuss things. And, and I've been in situations where it does, it gets very heated because everybody's passionate. But I think the, the most important thing is um, in those instances to, to, one, separate your ideas from your identity. <laughs> yes. Um, you are not your idea. And so when somebody shoots it down, they're not shooting you down. They are... Um, they're just trying to come to the best idea. And so, um, I think, uh, you know, there are, depending on the personality types, there's going to be some who are quick to bring ideas and there are going to be others who are not so quick to bring ideas and that's all okay. Um, but really allowing each personality type to speak and get their ideas out there because they're all going to bring a different piece of the puzzle to the table. Um, yeah. So, so how does knowing your people help you oh, we already did that one um cool so let's dig into the profiles here um so we've got uh, a few that that we have found really helpful um and then um well, let's start that over so we've got a handful here that we have found really helpful when it comes to getting to know people uh in some different ways so um i'll just briefly kind of go through each one and, and what the value has been that we found in it. Um, and, and then we'll move on. So, um, so first is the disc profile. Um, and the disc, uh, does a really great job of helping, helping you to understand how you function around other people. Um, so the, there's four letters there. The D is more of that dominant personality type. Um, they are, uh, unfortunately likely to leave a lot of bodies in their wake <laughs> because they just want to get things done. They, they look at the task at hand and go, okay, here's all the things that need to happen. Um, these are amazing in emergency situations because uh, time is of the essence and decisions need made. 
Um, I is the influencer. Um, these are the folks who often are, are extroverted and um, want to bring others along and, and help them to do things through influencing. They're often the life of the party. So the S tends to be uh, more dependable and place emphasis on cooperation and sincerity with other people. Uh, and the C uh, likes to place emphasis on quality, accuracy, expertise, and competency. So they are, are very uh, into data and, and doing things, quote, the right way. Um, so that's DISC. Uh, Will, you want to hit the Enneagram? Yeah, Enneagram. It's my new favorite. Uh, so there are nine, <clears throat> excuse me, there are nine personality types with the Enneagram and it's, it gets, uh, we're just going to kind of cover the basics. And again, if you uh, want to go back like later and dig into the stuff, we'll have resources for you to kind of dig deep into the stuff, but we're just kind of hitting the high level, doing quick uh, description kind of stuff. Yeah. All the links to all these will be in the, disc- in the uh, show notes. Nice. So the the first type is the the perfectionist who's very kind of ethical, dedicated, reliable, but again, they want to like perfect everything. Uh, type two is the helper. They're very warm. They're kind of caring. Um, you know, they want to, they, they want to be loved and needed. Um, the third type is the performer who's, who's very success oriented. Um, they're, they're very conscientious of themselves and, um, they're, they're much more about kind of being productive and getting things done. You get a lot of like, uh, small, like successful, small business owners, I think, uh, are they kind of, they tend to be performers maybe, uh, type four is the romantic. They're very, very sensitive, creative people. Um, and, uh, they're, they, uh, Fours are like very unique. They're very hard to find, uh, in my experience, um, and they they tend to be uh, very kind of they're riding the waves of their emotions, uh, like very 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 up and very down. And it's uh, they're but again, each type has its strengths and weaknesses, and uh, and that's just you know again that's just one type. Type five is the investigator. They're very data driven, analytical, um, but they also kind of like to be themselves. They kind of keep to themselves and um, they don't like to kind of go out and be around people so much. Uh, Type six, which I I think type six is the most common, which is the loyalist. They're, they're very committed. They're practical. um, And, but they're, they're also like worrisome. Like they, they think worst case scenario. And uh, like, I think a lot of like the United States is type six because uh, I think our culture is sort of fear driven because of all of the, you know, just marketing and, and things like that. That's just, we find that type six is, again, it's very common uh, in the United States. Type seven is the enthusiast. These are the people that me as a one I need to hang out with. They, uh, they like to be spontaneous. They like to have adventures. They, they, they really want to be happy and, uh, they're, they're, you know, like to have a good time. And it's, well, it's funny cause my sister-in-law is, is a type seven and it's like, yep, I, you know, that's, that's a lot for me, but yeah, I need to go spend time with her and, you know, go join in her adventures. She's always down for like, Hey, let's, let's go do something. Let's go, you know, do this or something like it's yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so then there's the, the type eight, second to last, they are the very, uh, they're the challenger. So they're, they're very kind of intense. They're, they're, uh, they stand very big on like justice 
and uh, like the, they'll, they'll fight for the, the weak or the vulnerable and um, they you get a lot of like um, people who are like they're not gonna they're not gonna let down you get you know civil rights activists are uh, those are definitely type eights like they're not they're just they're they're not going to take this abuse that they've been um, they've been dealing with for all this time and they stand up and they make a difference uh, for the better. And then the last type is uh, the type nine, the peacemaker. Uh, this is it's it's funny because um, I there's a lot of my wife is a peacemaker and uh, and the guys I work with like uh, I also work with a couple guys that are either they're nines they're the peacemaker. Or their uh, or their ones as well, and they're married to the opposite number. Like ones and nines just kind of end up together. Not just a random fact. Well, well, it's not a fact, but <laughs> random observation. But the peacemakers, they're very laid back, accommodating, and you know they they tend to avoid conflict and um, and they want to they they want to find peace. But I mean that's there's there's all like I said there's lots of different layers getting into this. Like you can have wings, so you can exhibit kind of a primary type and then a little bit leading one way or the other. Um, but there's lots of information on uh, the Enneagram out there. But that's, again, big picture, trying to kind of move on <laughs> so you can get a taste of all of these types. Yeah, and so so the Enneagram is primarily looking at what motivates you. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's about what your kind of motivations or, or even um, fears are. Uh, to a certain extent, uh, there's a joke, you know, you talked about how most people are, are part six are, are type six. Um, but there's a joke about how at, at Halloween, they're going to be the ones that, uh, leave the bowl out, but then put up a trail camera to see if anybody steals <laughs> all the candy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so there is some, some fear based, uh, in each one of those and, and what they're trying to avoid or what kind of pain they're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool. So uh, the next one we're going to talk about uh, is 16 personalities. And uh, this one is based off of Myers-Briggs, which a lot of people tend to be pretty familiar with. Um, But what I really like about this one is, um, one, it's free and it's easy to find. Uh, But two is on top of the descriptions, they also kind of, they go through and they tell you um, who some uh, famous people might be that also have that personality type. Um, and I know that has really helped me, uh, to kind of instantly know, um, who I'm talking to and also, um, why I tend to get passionate about the things I get passionate about. Um, so for example, um, I, uh, I'm an ENTJ, uh, which is, they call the commander, um, and a couple, uh, famous folks that also are that type um, would be Steve Jobs and Gordon Ramsay. And it just makes a lot of sense to me uh, when I look at how I, I tend to interact with uh, other people and how I tend to interact with the world and then what gets me excited uh, and drives me forward. So um, there, again, if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs, there's 16 of them. We don't have time to go through all of them here, um, but definitely go to the show notes and check that one out. Um, I would say that would probably be the first one you want to do yep and it is i think it's the most common it's been out there for a while it's it's kind of established itself as a personality profile that's fairly wildly accept or uh, accepted accepted yeah wildly definitely not yeah um (laughs) mostly accepted or uh commonly accepted i think that's the one i wanted 
and like I said, it's a good one because it it is free. It's easy to just send your send your folks a link and say, "Hey, take this." Mm-hmm. So, predictable success is the next one, and uh, this one stems out of a book by a guy named Les McEwen called Predictable Success. And um, as a as a piece of that, he wrote a book called The Synergist. Um, and there, basically, he says there are uh, four different types, but three different main ones that. Um, that everybody uh, naturally has. Um, and so those are uh, the visionary. These are the folks that um, come up with the ideas, often are entrepreneurs. Um, then there are the uh, processors, and these are the folks that slow the visionaries down. <laughs> I joke, I'm a visionary. Um, so, uh processors um they are the ones who are going to make sure that we get things in an order that allows it to scale um beyond just what uh the initial person can do um so so they are immensely helpful in that way um visionaries can tend to spend their wheels and keep things from really um scaling out beyond what they can handle processors while they can scale things out they can also tend to slow things down if they get uh too gung-ho with processes and start putting things into play that um that add extra work to people's plates it tends to slow the things down so there's there's uh value uh in both of those and having a good relationship there and a good balance there to where innovation still happens but um but it's made efficient um, and the, the third type is the operator. And these are the people who go, get me out of the meeting and let me just get the work done. Um, I don't want to sit around and talk about decisions. I just want to do the work. Um, and again, that, that is the majority of, of the population. Um, the fourth type he talks about is the synergist. And this is a learned one. And basically the value of the synergist is, is moving beyond your own preferences and knowing that it takes all of those to uh, to get the job done. So that one's been really helpful for me uh, when it comes to leading teams and knowing what people are. Um, and again, in knowing that I'm more of the visionary type and I lean that way very heavily, I, I know that I need processors around me um, to help me uh, harness the ideas and actually... Bring them um, back to earth. Yeah, bring them to earth, but then put them in order so I can get things done. Otherwise, it's just, oh, there's this cool idea over here, and there's this other cool idea, and they're not related as to where um, processors, which is what Ian is, and he's been really helpful for me in this, uh, is, okay, we got to put these things in this order, and here's all the steps in between to get it all done. Now tell the operators to go do it. <laughs> um, and, and that's all they want. They just want to go do the work. So... Uh, that's predictable success. So the next type is, or uh, the next test is the chronotype. Um, and this one really digs into when are you the most productive? Um, so there's three primary types here, uh, depending on which test you look at. But um, first is the lark. And these are early morning folks. Um, they're the ones who say, I want to get up at five o'clock and my work hours are going to be six to two. And that's going to be it. They are most productive first thing in the morning. Uh, the second type is the dove, and that's the majority again. And they are most productive kind of in mid-morning to early afternoon. Um, and a lot of times there will be a second wind, you know, kind of later later um, in the afternoon, early evening time frame. Um, and then the third type is owls. And these are, you guessed it, the night owl. Um, they're the folks who uh, work best 
in the afternoon and evening hours. Um, often, you know, they're the ones that are like, well, I was up till one this morning, but I got all this stuff done. Um, or I, I hammered out this code or whatever it is they're working on or project. Um, and surprisingly, that's actually uh, about 20% of the population. Um, and so noting when people work best, uh, I think is really good. I've, I've been fortunate enough to have, um, have times where I had volunteers who were night owls and they wanted to be the ones that, okay, you all leave. I'm going to stay here and work out this issue. Uh, and when you get up in the morning, you can have confidence that it's going to be done. Um, and that's, that's kind of been a cool thing for me because it means, um, that we have folks that aren't, you know, quote, burning the midnight oil to, to get the job done. It's like, no, that's when they're the best. That's when they can think about it the best. And so trying to get them to work through something first thing in the morning is, uh, they're going to be slower and your solution may not be as good as if, uh, you know, they're really thinking at their best time. So it's important to know both for you, um, when, when you are the most productive, but also for your team. And the last one we're going to talk about is um, Strength Finders. Um, and there's a book on this one. Uh, when you get the book, there's a code in the back for uh, the test. So um, Strength Finders has a whole bunch of different types. And the way it works is it gives you kind of your top five. Um, and what's cool about this one is it's unique to you. There's not really many other people um, that you'll ever come across that have the same top five as you, let alone in the same order. It's just very rare. Um, but there are kind of four main categories that all the things are in, and those are strategic thinking, uh, relationship building, influencing, and executing. And so within those, there's a whole bunch of different um, uh, ways of thinking about the world. And again, this this one is... Um, uh, kind of what your focus is as as you think about things as you look at problems it's what do you focus on um so ex for an example um my top two are futuristic and ideation those are the words they assign and those are under the strategic thinking category so as we've gone through the other profiles that probably doesn't surprise anybody but um, <laughs> <laughs> but i yeah. tend to look forward yeah. And, and want to just sit and go, oh, hey, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this. Um, so, um, you'll, and, and like as you're digging into these, you'll, you'll find a lot of consistency between them. Um, if you're, you know, really being true to the, the test and just kind of digging into them. The one thing, though, to keep in mind is that, like, the, although these personality profiles are good things to help you understand your team and yourself, they do not define you. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, you know, so you are so much more than what some test is going to tell you or than what book, some book might tell you. It's, it's just, these are things to help you again, tools in the toolbox that help you work with people as a team. It's a piece of how you think and how you function. It's not who you are. Hmm. Um, cool. So I've, kind of divided these six up into a couple categories here. Um, so the first category is uh, function. How do you function? Um, and so uh, predictable success kind of hits team dynamics. Um, the chronotype is what times you're most productive and the disc profile is what roles you take on. And then the other category would be uh, process or how you think about things. Uh, and so that would be the Enneagram, which is what motivates you. Strength finders, which is what 
what's your focus and 16 personalities um, just kind of gives you a well-rounded picture of, of um, how you think. So, um, yeah, so those all kind of play into it. And like Will said, each one just gives you a little piece of the puzzle of who you are and how you think and how you function. Um, but they're not the whole thing. So, um, like you said, they all have, uh, kind of their own individual value. Um, obviously you don't have to take all of them. Um, and, and there will be some, some scene overlap. Um, but yeah. So, um, guys, what have been some ways that, um, that you've seen these really be productive, uh, in, in your experience? Uh, well, for me, it's, uh, I know we, uh, the, the organization I worked for, we, all of us took the Enneagram and we kind of organized ourselves and, and like, like we, it was, it was kind of helpful to know what each other's number was. And, uh, and then obviously the, what we had, we were able to apply what we learned about the different personality types and, um, and, and how we, again, I think Chris, you talked about it, like in communication. So like communication was better, but it's, it's interesting. One thing I've noticed, like if, um, if you don't kind of keep revisiting it on a regular basis, probably like at least once a year, then a lot of this stuff just kind of sits on a shelf and gets dusty. So, um, it is, it is helpful to like, okay, yeah, what, you know, what, what are these personality profiles again and how do they work? And, uh, it's not necessarily something you use every day unless you intentionally try and use it. And it, like it, I, the, the best way I heard somebody put it was you'll get out of it what you put into it. So spending time in, uh, in, in these personality profiles will help you. Uh, if, if you do take the time, it'll help you know yourself and, uh, and uh, communicate with your people. And, uh, it's, I know like our, our work environment, uh, definitely improved, especially on our, like our department team that I was on. Um, we were, we were able to kind of definitely connect with each other on a different level that we weren't able to before because we understood the different personality profiles that we each exhibited and how, uh, how we kind of work as a team. Yeah. Ian, any thoughts on, on ways you've seen this be productive for you? Yeah. I w- so, um, the, uh, I was working a job a couple of years ago and I was working on this, uh, this team of people and we decided to, uh, take a look at 16 personalities because we were, um, like the, the guys that were on this team, um, weren't doing a really good job communicating and collaborating. And so one, of, one of the things that, uh, that we did was, we all did uh, 16 personalities and it, um, it you know, it, it really, everybody on that team had a very different personality type from everybody else. And it really was eye opening to be able to understand like, oh, th- this is how these other guys think. This is how they they take information or, or things that are happening uh, with the customer um, or with with a system. This is how they they think about it, and so that you know being able to provide people because it like it was a bunch of engineers and 
everybody was was super introverted, and so so people were weren't getting the information um, that they needed, and everybody was getting frustrated, and, and so you know by understanding what the thought process of the other these other people were, and understanding how they reacted to information helped at least me be able to present information when I would go to engage these other guys and talk about, you know, there's this thing we're trying to get done, understand how I needed to approach it with them best so that they could understand what I was saying. And, and it like, as a team, our productivity really took off after we started looking at things that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, um, I've seen benefits in all of them and it kind of just depends on, on which area. But, um, I think I mentioned, may have mentioned this earlier, but for, um, predictable success, knowing what I am helps me know what I need to, to help lead better and be more successful. Um, and I know, uh, for other people it's okay. If I'm, you know, the processor, I, I need somebody who's going to deliver ideas and push things forward, or I'm just going to sit there and create forms. Um, or if I'm the operator, I'm, I'm, I need somebody to give me some direction or I'm just going to spin my wheels and do meaningless tasks that don't have a, a direction that get us somewhere. Um, you know, the Enneagram has really helped with, okay, how does somebody else think around me? Um, you know, I work with, uh, with a type one, a type three and a type five. Uh, and, um, it's very, everybody thinks very differently, but knowing, um, kind of how all their brains work, it really helps to, um, to know where gaps are going to need filled. Um, and also to know, okay, if I'm doing this kind of thing, I need to talk to so-and-so because their perspective on it's going to be really good to help me figure out how to either organize it or make sure we're doing the right thing or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, so yeah, I, again, I think they all have, uh, a lot of value to them, um, in different areas. You know, some are going to focus more on, on you and how you think. And some are going to focus more on team dynamics and, and working together as a crew and what all you need on a team, uh, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. So any other closing thoughts, guys? I think, uh, I think we covered, <laughs> we covered a lot. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a lot of information here. Um, there is. And I mean, and there's, there's so many different, um, like personality profiles that we, we haven't even talked about. And there's, mm-hmm new ones that are coming out every day. This is, it's kind of, I feel like this is, this topic has really gained a lot of awareness culturally in the last five to 10 years, more so than what it has before. So this, I think this is a field that's only going to continue to expand at least in the short term. Yeah, completely agree. So, um, yeah, definitely go check all of these out. The links are in the show notes on the website. Uh, it's just chrisslinger.com. Um, so feel free to check those out. Um, if this has impacted you, remember to share and leave a rating or review. Um, like I said, you can find more info on the website uh, in the show notes. Uh, you, there's also the blog there. Uh, and finally, if... Um, 
if you'd like to discuss with us uh, how any any of the the technical stuff or even some of this leadership stuff can um, can better your organization, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, if you have topic requests or questions, click on the I have a question button at the top of the podcast page. And that's all we've got for today. Thanks, guys. Thanks.